down a bit. That should work. You all right? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Perfect. In which case then, pal, uh, welcome to episode 20. Oh, we got there. Oh, I was so seeing good. if you were seeing if you got the right one. Because I said that last like I'm Ron Burgundy. Just <laughs> with the question mark at the end, so no one can do it. But yeah, welcome to episode twenty of um, Carl's Corner. I'll get it right eventually one day. I mean, so yeah. To be fair, you call, you, you've been calling it Carl's Corner for a while now. Like, yeah, I, I used to call it some fact thing, but we're good now. We're good. We're good. <laughs> and I am here as per usual with my friend Lucas. Say hello, Lucas. Bonjour. Fuck you. <laughs> What what are you even doing to me, mate? Um, what are you what are you doing? Not good things. Uh, <laughs> and as per usual, we'll start with what are you drinking today? Because I am drinking what I think is the most boring thing ever, and it's not water. It's because I'm going to the gym immediately after we finish recording this podcast. So you drink like energy drink. drink. It's not an energy drink because obviously energy drink is not good for you. It's bad for your hydration. I have got obviously water, and I've got my. Um, just two scoops of creatine oh, no. gym, <laughs> with some protein shake, and it's my favourite flavour of protein shake, plain, <laughs> with water in a shaker. But what I didn't realise oh. is my tap. It's very hot in my flat. My tap has been under the, the sun all day. Oh, yeah. So when I ran cold water, it came through as piss warm water. Oh, no. <laughs> so I've now got plain protein shake with um, creatine powder in it and a bottle of water, uh, a bottle of water as a chaser. Oh, lovely. So I am going to be in a great fucking mood by end of this, I, have, I tell you now. I have tasted plain, like, protein powder with water and... Do you know why I bought it plain? Because it was £2 cheaper. Wow. Saving that money. Oh, dear, wow. That's, a... That's my personality, anyway. So what are you, <laughs> what are you drinking? Uh, I'm drinking whatever I could find in my flat was the fucking coldest. Because it is warm. Uh, Very, yes. So I had a can of Diet Coke chilling in there. I guess that's it. I was just like, yeah, cool. Uh, we're now. going through a bit of a heat wave and I've been sweating in work and had yeah. a cold shower and was like, what is the just the coldest thing I can find? Yeah, this it's there's probably some people out there out there in America. They might be in the Midwest or they might be in some other country that's very warm. Like us Britons, we do not do well under heat. I am like um, a pasty white ginger boy. I do not do well with it. Yeah, I am just a large man. And like and, last night, oh. I was just lying there in my bed, just saying, I, I wish I was dead. <laughs> because I, I cannot sleep when it's too hot. And yeah, it's The solution horrible. most people have said is, get a fan. The problem is, I can't sleep with white noise. Yeah, yeah. White noise just keeps me up. So the only solution is, just deal with it. Basically, yeah. Yeah, and obviously when it's really hot, it's really bright. And yeah. And my blinds don't keep all the... So if I keep my window open... My blinds all night, I was going, so I can either put my blind up so it doesn't do that and let the bree- the slight breeze come in, at which point every fly in the world enters my apartment yep. and starts just like attacking me, or I can shut my window and then just like obviously wake up in just the hot box that is my life now. <laughs> just I just look down, I just look down and go, why? My, my balls are just, just... Oh, no, Carl. Just... They're just there, just marinating. Just <laughs> in, it's like, oh god! And the worst bit is, like, I, I'm going to say this because I'm I'm really sorry for like the descriptor I'm going to use, but it needs to be said because it's been annoying me all week. I bought some new underwear. Yeah. And I bought. Oh, I need. I want some stretchy underwear that fit all right. So I got like a poly blend. 
Oh, okay. But there's too much poly and not enough cotton, so they don't breathe enough. Oh, no. <laughs> so when you, after about four hours of wearing them in this weather, like you just you can just feel it. You feel the squidge. Oh. And I, I, recommend, I compare it to, do you know, like if you sat on like ice cream or a puddle or something like that on a wet bench in winter. <laughs> no, no. It just feels like that constantly on my ass crack. It's just oh, Carl. So let's move, let's move swiftly away from yeah, that. Yeah, swiftly. What, that, that is the mess that is my life at the moment. Yeah, it's well, I mean, I'm just currently trying to chill because not only is it warm and like my flat faces the sun all day long, we're recording a podcast now. So of yes. course... Every window in this room's got to be shut. Yep. My door's got to be Cat. shut to the room Cat. with the other window open. So it's just a cold, like a warm box getting heated up by my other warm boxes, i.e. like my desktop on my TV. And yep. it just gets worse and worse. It's 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 not the best. No. And like a lot of places like yeah, we get, you know, a lot of viewers in America, a lot of people in America... They're used to the heat and they have aircon and stuff like that. No, nope, we don't. Nothing. Not a standard in the UK. I was no. sat the other day and I had just no water in my house. Like, not cold water, at least. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, and I thought, you know what I'm going to do? I want to treat myself to a nice cup of tea. And I made a cup of tea and I went to get a biscuit and all my biscuits had melted. And I'm like, fuck's sake. <laughs> so I had, like, you know, chocolate digestive. Yeah, like, yeah. You know what would make me feel better if I treated myself, like, before I go to bed tonight? I don't not often eat, like, sweet treats. I have, I have like a packet of biscuits in my cupboard that'll be there for six months. Yeah, yeah. And I have like one biscuit every couple of days to treat myself. And I went and I put my hand into the packet and I pulled it out and it looked like I'd shoved my fingers into a baby's nappy. <laughs> and I was like, for fuck's sake, I can't even have a biscuit. Well, you know what, what is my life? I no, can't, yeah, but I've got, I've got to deal with that. Oh, so I was in work today and um, yeah. we had the aircon on. And it's a very big restaurant, so aircon doesn't really do much. No, it doesn't. No. And I was like standing there. I think it's about thirty degrees uh, centigrade or well, Celsius, whatever. Um, not Fahrenheit. And we're there in like quite thick t-shirts that we work in, and we're all just sweating. And I was like, oh man, I just want to be outside in the breeze. And then I left work today, and it's <laughs> there's worse no outside. There's, there's no breeze. There's, there's no, no breeze. breeze. There's just sweat. point out to people. You work in a kitchen, yeah. a kitchen that serves almost exclusively spicy food. <laughs> so there is constant like hot pepper, just residue in the air in your eyes. Yeah, and, and then walking sweat. outside was just warmer and sweatier. And I was like, oh god, no! What is my life? And then you go home, and it's even warmer. Oh god! And you've got like me, and you've got the leather sofa. Yep, and it's it's just not ideal. So if it's, I like, it's not went great. to move right now, you could probably hear like the. <laughs> Yeah, the best part about it is though, because the office, like the Big Wangers HQ, does have air conditioning. Oh so yeah, I've been, getting a lot, I've been getting a lot of work done because I'm just finding excuses in my own head to go to the office. <laughs> so like, do you all the footage we recorded last week? Oh yeah, yeah. It's already been edited and uploaded. Oh really? Yeah, it's all been done. So we might as well talk about that. Oh yeah, go for it. So this will be going out around the time that goes out. So I'm planning to do it. If you go to my channel right now, which should be linked below, I presume. Um, There's your Carl Smallwood one on YouTube, yeah. And you'll be able to find the week of Smash content myself and Lucas created. Oh, and, yeah. And what we did is we just sat down. You know what? It's time for some one-on-ones. Yes, we We're did. we determine who is the best at Smash. And we had, um, what was it, a swordsman smash off? So we had swordsman, yeah. Yeah, then the waifu was. And uh, then Pokemon. Then we had the Pokemon battle. Then the Ganon 
Yep. And then Falcon Fridays. Falcon Fridays. And Ladies and gentlemen. Out, while I was when I was oh. editing them together, mm. I'd sort of thought, oh, while they're rendering, I'll have a quick watch of what we've got so far. And I cannot believe the bullshit you were doing to me, Lucas. <laughs> Why? Because I was just watching, I'm looking like where are the interesting parts, I want to make like a quick highlight reel yeah. to post on Twitter or something. Say, like, oh, I've, after the week is up, and this is what's on my channel this week, go check it out. Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, the easiest way to do that, just find the spikes in the audio. Oh, that's yeah. That's obviously where we shouted. And everything, and there's like a spike in audio every like 30 seconds. <laughs> Ironically, because that's where a spike in the game took place. <laughs> it's just me and you just kicking the ever loving shit out of one another. Oh, it was good. Another thing is, like, I've um, actually got, like, one Smash video up on my channel. By by the time you're hearing this, potentially two will go up on the same day. Um, And that is, like, us messing around, having drinks. This was just us, like, sober, one-on-one, game on. This is, yeah, this is, like, the, the ultimate competition. This is separating the men from the slightly shorter men. <laughs> it was fucking intense. It was like the most intense like two hours of Smash I've ever had. Oh, yeah. Um, it was the good jokes though. were just The jokes about it are real as well. Mm-hmm. Everyone keeps, oh, so what footage do you plan to upload to your like, channel, Carl? It's, oh, it's me and my mate. We met up last week and smashed. <laughs> we just got we got onto the sofa in the office into Big Wangers HQ and we just smashed for a couple hours and recorded it. Yeah, we did. Uh, he had me at the beginning, but I had him at the end and it's a good laugh. <laughs> There's just so much. There's so much innuendo and oh, go on Tondra there. It's quite fun. It's like we um, we actually went out after uh, recording it and one of our friends was like, oh, so what have you done today? And we were like, oh, well, we, uh, we smashed in Carl's office for a couple of hours. Everyone's like, yeah. what? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, that's all good fun. We should probably talk about that as well because we've kind of like, what you've been up to is basically you were at my house. I mean, yeah, what we've been up to was what we've both been up to together. <laughs> Yes, essentially. I mean, yeah, it was good. So, uh, what last? Um, so we were listening to this on the Thursday, the weekend, the week before, where we what what we recorded last week's podcast. Yes. I was uh, up in Sheffield with you. We like recorded the podcast on the Wednesday, then Thursday. We just sat down and like recorded a bunch of different um, like videos and stuff for both of our channels, and then we yeah. um, just went out and had a had a laugh. Uh, we can talk, we don't name any names because obviously um, don't want to embarrass the person in question. But it was a friend Jane of ours, A through friend. E. <laughs> it was a mutual friend of ours' birthday, and what did they want to do, Lucas, last week? What was they? What were they? What was their plan for their birthday? I mean, if you the start of the plan was you know go to a pub, have a few no, drinks. No, Lucas, no, this, that's the start of the plan. What was their ultimate plan? The end. The end game. Of the night was to go to a gay bar, yeah, and do what? And pull. I mean, why not? Yeah, and <laughs> so so this is one of our friends. Is like they just got invited. The thing is, you weren't invited to this night out, but I oh, assume no. that you'd want to go. I mean, of course, Carl. Like, Carl here is like, Lucas, oh, we're going to a gay bar for the night. Yeah, Lucas is gay. Yeah, sounds like a good laugh. Sounds like a good laugh. Like, should point out, Lucas has a girlfriend, and like, you know what? I am not interested in the old Todger touching world, but gay bars are a fucking laugh. I mean, there's and the a one cage, we went to. So you was know, so cheap it was, and so cheap. They had so alcoholic slush beers. cocktails, so that was, oh, good. was the best. I got an alcoholic slush puppy. I was in heaven. It was great. Yeah, me too. As soon as you turned around with an alcoholic slush, I was like, "What? Sorry." And it was the My most refreshing was- drink all night. 
My favourite bit was, though, because like, I've been to that bar before, mm. because it's always just such a, It's cheap drinks, it's open to like five in the morning, and yeah. no one ever starts on you in there. Yeah, yeah. So I've been on so many nights out where you just have that kind of guy turn up. The oh, guy, yeah. And he's like ultra tight chinos, and he's got his arms that are foot, he's like five foot wide, <laughs> and he's there clearly for no reason other than to start a fight. Yep. And you get none of that in gay bars. It's fucking fantastic. I mean, not that gay bar anyway. I've not been to others. (laughs) Even the bouncer was nice. Like when I walked here, he went, have a good night, lads. It's like, thank you. And then you know what? I've never had a bouncer say that. Carl did have a good night because Carl pulled me. Yeah, it looks so good. (laughs) Me and Lucas, we went, but we were knackered from obviously obviously that entire day of smashing. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) We left at like two in the morning or something, but I said... Like, we are two guys leaving a gay bar at, like, two in the morning. Mm-hmm. This is going to look so good. And I'm still annoyed that we didn't hold hands as we left. <laughs> because that would, have just, that would have made us just look like such ballers. But, you know, the bouncer did turn around to us, look at us both and go, have a good night, guys. Yeah. It's like, just, then we went yeah. home and just played more Smash Bros. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? We smashed all night. You took about... We did, we did. Took no, a guy so home and smashed him all night. Until five in the morning. <laughs> so never had it before, never had it since. You try, just, never, oh. The best bit as well, though, you were playing like Captain Fabulous all night. Oh, yeah, it was. Yeah. you got to do it. you got to have a gay Pride Falcon. Oh, Let's yeah. go. I mean, that, that is really the only strange. Falcon I play. You know, Carl. But that we was the lead up to that night, though, because we're in the pub. Hmm. And we thought the pub was going to shut at like nine. Yeah. <laughs> because it was just, it was dead. And it didn't shut till about one in the morning. Basically, just for us. Yeah, it's one of those pubs that just stays open till one in the morning, even if there's like four people in there. Because there was, we what, like, a dozen of us, and we were basically yeah. the only people there. Well, actually, there were more people. There was just in the smokers area all night. Oh, right, okay. And I don't know about you, but is that not the worst night out you've ever had? Like, the worst nights out where you go out with people, and they just spend all night in the smokers area. Oh, God, yeah. I've been out with friends who do that, and there's nothing more annoying, because you can't have fun. I just stand there like a fucking lemon. Well, that's the thing is, um, like when we were in uni, we used to go out a lot more often. And most nights, by halfway through, just ended up me in the smoking area with my friends who wanted to smoke. And I was like, okay, like, I'm just going to stand here and inhale yeah. your fumes. I was going to stand here like an absolute lemon, just waiting to go back in and have a good time. But no, it was a very strange evening. It was, but it was good. Yeah, it's good to catch up with people, but it's just one of those things where I think our friend was nervous Oh yeah, like, going to the gay bar for the first time, even though it's probably like the most welcoming place you can possibly go. Well, that's the thing. It was like, just a really uh, like chill, quiet place with everyone seemed to just be you know, there to have a good time, but it was good. Yeah. And then as well, cheap drinks and slushes. And good music as well. I, I, I did notice as well that like, you did get in the cage. I mean, Carl is a cage and a pole yeah. inside the cage. That is like <laughs> you- my zone. <laughs> You just stood in there, just like, just doing your catters. The thing is, I really went into that bar and was like, oh, there's like thumping techno going on. I'm not going to have a good time here. Like, you know, I've got a girlfriend, not looking to hit on anyone or anything. Just there with my friends to have some some drinks and stuff. And then the next thing I know, My Chemical Romance came on. Yeah. And the whole night turned around. And then I just spent most of the night in that cage. I do appreciate, though, that when they played Toto, they played Africa, Yeah, everyone who was out turned around and looked dead at me. <laughs> I did appreciate how everyone just turned around and made that face. Like, and you know hey. what? 
I turned around and beckoned you to the cage and you did not enter. I know I did not go into the cage because I no. can't dance. I, 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 can't. I can't dance either. You watch me attempt yeah. to inside that cage. Well, the thing is, though, I can't dance and also I felt fat that day, so <laughs> it's all good. Why do, you, why do you think I'm drinking water and going to the gym at nine o'clock at night, mate? It's not. Yeah, that is true. It's fucking, oh God, I was, I was so upset. I was so upset like, when I went to buy some uh, gym clothes earlier and I thought, okay, I'm going to get these. And I had to buy large. I'm like, oh. Yeah. Buy the large. <laughs> oh, no. No. Me, that transition, Carl. It is. I'll do it. I'll become large, Carl. <laughs> the largest of Carl's. No one can stop me. Oh, I'm just cultivating. I'm cultivating mass. That's what it is. I mean, to be fair, you're, I'm surprised you don't have to wear large just because of how tall you are. I did usually, yeah, but the thing is, I used to be so thin that I could get away with a medium. Yeah, yeah. Originally, I used to wear small. My Bloody brother's hell. the same height as me, but he's a lot skinnier. Yeah, so yeah. So he, he still wears small. And while I was at his house, dog sitting in front of him, I tried on one of his t-shirts for a laugh and broke it. <laughs> so I, I ripped all the seams. So what I did is I put it in his dog's bed and hid it under the blanket. I went, there we go, that'll do. Oh, no. He'll just think that it got washed and she took it off the washing line. There we go. So, as if you blamed a dog for your crimes, Carl. <laughs> so, so the thing is, my brother's not going to pay five dollars to listen to this song. I'm in the clear. <laughs> you will never find out that I did that. You know well, what? I'll get... just clip it out and send it to him. I'll no, find him somewhere. I did get though an interesting message always from the day because I don't really talk to my brother all that much, except for obviously when I go home to see him. Yeah, yeah. And he just sent me a random text like this, my text for my birthday like seven months ago now or some shit. Mm-hmm. And then the next text was, just Googled your name, saw Big Wangers. Good one, mate. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. So I just sent back, I am the biggest wanger. And he went, yes, you are the biggest wanger, Carl, but mine's big. Uh, no, you are the biggest wanger, but I have got the biggest wanger. <laughs> and I spoke, love you, Dan. And that was it. That's I the mean, last to be time fair, I spoke to him. You did walk into that one, Carl. I did, yeah. Like, you called yourself the biggest wanger. He set me up for that one. So he did. But you know what? His dog eats t-shirts, so fuck it. <laughs> oh, God, no. Oh, man. You've heard it here first, people. The wall. If Carl right. can get away with blaming the dog for a crime, he'll do it. Why not? Because no one's going to... The thing is, he'll be mad at me, but he's not going to be mad at his dog. But he'll be more mad at you when someone clips that out, the mm. confession, <laughs> and then like just sends it across the internet. Oh, to God. find you know him what? somewhere. I'm, I'm going to take that risk. It's worth it. <laughs> it's worth it that I did that. Because you know what? It was really funny. Oh, God. I mean, oh, you should gosh. have at least taken a picture and put it on Twitter. I was going to, but I thought, no, because then it will get to him. Yeah. Someone, because I know like some uh, people in Scunthorpe um, who know him, follow me. Oh, okay, yeah. And they and if they bumped into him, they go, oh, do you ever find out what Carl did to your T-shirts? Or what? <laughs> obviously, next time I went home, he just slapped me one. I can't have that. I think you deserve it more than I like it. I don't. I know it's a pretty bad one. It's, to be fair, it's only it's only a shit t-shirt. Yeah, but still. So. But yeah, I know. I get it. It's funny. <laughs> I, I do. I do genuinely feel bad. So I'll buy him another one. It's fine. If I just like, what happens if like you know he, he disowns the dog for destroying his property? He want, he dotes on that fucking. Dog. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Me. He spends more time on that dog than he does his missus. Thing is, I don't know anything about your brother apart from how much he loves that dog. Oh yeah, he loves his little dog. He loves Poppy. Yeah. Like she got we had discussed beds. it before, but Guardian. Yeah. yeah. Well, she has the things beds. he goes. So she... And she got like, her own mug of tea and everything. It's crazy. We've talked about Poppy before. What we've not talked about, Lucas, is what you did after I took you to a gay bar and then sent you home. Um. 
What did I do? Oh, uh, shit, no, we didn't mention the best bit about that day. It was like that we got to smash all the free drinks. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, because this is a good... Like, I can't believe this. Like We're skipping over the best part of the story. Yeah, we skip. best part of the story is, like, me and Lucas, we recorded that day. So we recorded some Smash Bros, recorded some Breath of the Wild. Yeah, we did. And then we walked outside, and there's just thumping techno throughout the office block. I'm like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> it's like, what, why is the party here, and how do I join it? And just, girl on reception's like, oh, yeah, we're having a party today. Do you want a free drink? And just handed us beers. And it's just like, yes, I do. And then we yeah. walked out, and there was, like, a woman playing, like, amazing songs on this electric violin. And like, Despacito. Uh, yeah, and Pirates of the Caribbean and everything, you know. Just yeah. Full on going for it. And um, just, like, free food truck with some fish and chips. We've got free cocktails. Yeah. Just we tons of people out with, about. like, sun lounges and stuff. It was great. Yeah, we thought, oh yeah, they'll give us one drink, and that's it. No, they like, no, just get as much as you want. So me and Lucas were just absolutely rinsing these free drinks. Because the plan was was to finish recording Breath of the Wild, go back to your flat and drink alcohol we paid for. Yeah, why would you do that? Why like, would you do that like a chump when you can drink pink gin, pink cocktails, like Budweiser and an assortment of wine for free? Yeah, and we ended up talking as well to the most Yorkshire girl in the world. We did, yeah. Yeah, right. So, what was it? Last week's podcast, we had my dad on, the most Yorkshire <laughs> man in the world. That that day, it was the, the most Yorkshire woman I've ever met, to the point where we she was so Yorkshire, I couldn't tell if she was being sarcastic or just being a dick. Yeah, yeah. Like, she immediately walked away, and I went, I don't know if she was being funny or an asshole. And you know what? That's the beauty of being from Yorkshire, mate. It is, yeah. That is, that is our power. That is the beauty of our, like, you know, our, our language. But it was quite fun um, just talking to a few people from uh, like around your building, and then every time Carl's face just going into like panic mode when it's like, oh Carl, what do you do then? <laughs> Why say, are you oh, here? Yeah, that's like, oh yeah, I, uh, I, I run Big Wangers. I'm like what? So, yeah, I run a company called um, uh, Big Wangers. <laughs> what do you mean you run a company called Big Wangers? Like the financial advisor for the building. Yeah. It's like you run a company. It's like, yeah, yeah, what's it called? It's Big Wangers. And, and everyone was right. saying, and like, was it like the financial advisor lays like, oh, I might pop by your office and see what you do. Like, Please don't. It'd be really <laughs> yeah. embarrassing. Yeah, just don't do it. And every I time it's cleaner like, for the building. Oh, so what what does Big Wangers do? Oh, we record videos uh, and I have to pull down the blinds so no one can see inside. <laughs> Yeah, oh man, it sounds so bad when you mention when, when you lay it out like that. And just every single person we spoke to would ask me about oh, what do you do? So I said, I run big wangers, looked at me like an idiot. Yeah. And I felt so embarrassed because it's like in a professional setting. It's all right amongst mates or on a podcast where you're like drinking and telling stupid stories, but when I was surrounded by actual business people who were stood there in like shirt and tie. Yeah, genuine like cocktails. professional people. And then we're like, I run a business. <laughs> I run big wangers. <laughs> and they were not having the best time. They were not impressed at all, so I felt very bad. But can't wait for Christmas party. You know what though? It was a very good party. It was, yeah. I wish we I wish we'd been there for the start of it. Yeah. <laughs> we, we were too busy recording Breath of the Wild. We just walked out and like half oh, the drinks had gone by then. I mean to be fair, Carl, let's not lie. You walked away from the Breath of the Wild recording wanting to just play more. Yeah, Breath of the Wild's an awesome game, I didn't realise. 
And now yeah. I'm mad salt that I can't play it anymore until you nets come over. So you know what? Let's petition for me to stay away from Carl as long as possible. Please don't do that. I want to <laughs> Breath of the Wild. Also, Falcon Fridays has to be a thing. Yes, it does. Not every Friday. We need some, we need some Falcon Fridays. But now. you know it's a special Friday when it's Falcon Friday? Yeah, that's the one. It's like Fish Friday, isn't it? When you used to get fish and chips as a kid. Oh, yeah. yeah. When you get your Fishy Fridays. It's like so good. It's like, oh, yes. I do love a good Fishy Friday, Carl. Yeah. We used to get the Fishy Fridays. It was awesome because it's one of the most like... Um, the mo- like the most quiet respect I've ever seen from a man, where we went there every single week with my dad. Mm. And what would he do? He's like, I would say I want small fish and chips. Yeah. yeah. And the guy would be like, and when I'd walk in, I'd point to a fish and go, "That's my fish." <laughs> and he just the guy behind the counter looking at me and go, "That's your fish." Yeah. And I never noticed that over the years. The fish that he gave me got slightly bigger, but he still charged my dad a small fish and chips. Oh. Because he knew he was taking his two sons out for something to eat. Yeah. So yeah. what he did is, as I grew up, obviously I'm 16, like 16, 15 years old, mm. I was getting a large fish and chips for the price of a small fish and chips. Because you know I was what? so used to ordering a small fish and chips. That is how you retain customers. That is good is, customer yeah. service. That was like every week for about three years we went to that guy. But it was just so awesome. Like I walk in, that's my fish. <laughs> You'd know we'd come in and there'd be a, there'd be a fish ready. It's like, that's my fish. Just like fish for me, a bad sausage for my dad, and then like a fish cake for my brother. Run out, run out of fish for the day, but he kept one just for Carl. That's my fish. That's yeah. Damn fucking right, it's my fish. <laughs> and it's just like one of those things where years later I look back and oh yeah, that that small fish and chips ended up pretty fucking massive by the time I was sixteen. Yeah, that was a. So if that was a, not a small fish and chips. If that was a small fish and chips, I'd actually see a large one, just this baseball bat sized piece of fish. <laughs> you just walking down the street, just trying to carry it like a dog getting stuck in a doorway with just it. Just catching like this six foot fucking tuna every week. Just like a baguette sticking out of my bag. <laughs> just, yeah, this giant ass fish that was so good. Like fishy, like, you can't beat fishy Fridays. And you know what? Falcon Fridays. Like a lot of people um, listening from America and stuff, it's like known as a bit of like a tourist thing to go and just go to like a chip shop. Yes. I tell you what, pay the extra money to go to like a good or like a good high rated English chip shop. No, go to the shittiest one. I completely disagree with this. No, no, no. Um, I've got a friend coming over from America soon and I have told them I am taking you to the greasiest shittiest fish shop we can find. Oh, no. That's that's how you get the true taste of England. No, but I mean, like, if you... You can do this every week. Like, me and you, we can go get, like, a cheap and easy fish and chips, which will be pretty good any day of the week. Yeah. But, man, if, if this is, like, a one, one in a, like, lifetime chance for you to get proper English fish and chips, you need to go full out. Nah, man, you need you've got to be the greasier the best. the amount like, of times I've heard podcasters online be like, oh yeah, we went to London and we just got some fish and chips and it's not that good. And it's like, god damn, you're underselling fish and chips. You fucking asshole. Do you know what that is as well, though? It's because it's, it's, their, it's because it's built up in their head. And as well, I bet it's like when I went to LA. Mm. And everyone told me, go to In-N-Out Burger. I've heard a lot about this In-N-Out, yeah. Yeah, and I went and I ordered a burger and I ordered fries. And then I ate it, and I said, that's a fairly okay burger. I don't get... And then every person I spoke to, every single one, at some point in the conversation said, have you been to In-N-Out? And it turns out that 
you don't just order a burger and a fries. You have to order from their secret menu. Oh, right, okay. Where you've got to get with it, you have to go and get animal fries. Basically, there's this entire secret menu that gives you that, basically, and this is what it's known for. And that's why and it's said, like this said, awesome thing. And they can't ask you, so why don't you order off a secret menu? It's like, well, what word in that... <laughs> what? Have a guess. What The operative word in that sense there was secret. As in, <laughs> not written down anywhere, and I am a stranger to this part of the yeah, world. Yeah, when... The only you recommendation is to go to it in and out. Yes. You're not going to order fucking secret menu items. Exactly. And it's like, oh, well, you should have asked somebody. Well, I did. I said, what would you recommend? And they said, a burger and fries. And that's what I got. <laughs> so, oh, man. so I think it might be something similar when they come to like, the UK. And people will just get fish and chips. And they don't realise that, no, you've got to. One, you've got to salt that shit. Get salt, some salt and vinegar. If you're not then salt you're and vinegar get, in it, man. Yeah, then you've got to get either your mushy peas. You've got to have some wetness on that. Right? And it's up to you what you choose. Like Some people choose mushy peas. I'm a baked bean man myself, as people probably know. But like curry sauce is a choice. Gravy sometimes. You and know then... what? I'm not going to lie. I'm straight up just classic salt and vinegar on my fish and chips, and I'm good. All right, fair enough. But then as well, if you want like the truest, you've got to get your bread cake, but it's got to be a really buttery one. Get a chip butty on the go. Yeah, yeah, a thickly buttered. And I think that must be the problem. Like, they're just going and getting fish, small fish and chips. Yeah, and yeah. And they're sat there and they're eating like three chips and not realising, no, you need to salt it, you need to vinegar it. You need to like, I, usually as well, sit down. Well, last thing is, just I sit think... sit down and f- dig in. Vinegar in America is used for like cleaning. They don't have like malt vinegar really. Yeah, it's it's, it's quite a sharp taste. I think it's like, not they're not used to it. So but but it's it perfectly complements fish and chips. But I say to people, like, you, if you need to go to the greasiest one possible because like the, the one that's been open for 20 years and it hasn't changed the sign in 20 years. I mean, yeah, but like... Was, there was one in Sheffield and I can sum it up immediately and by saying it's called Brenda's Fish Shop. I mean, fair enough, yeah. When it's called Brenda's Fish Shop, you know that that's a fucking good fish See, shop. See, I thought you were talking about like the, oh, it's open at... Like three o'clock in the morning. Oh no no no! For all I the mean, drunk uni students, like horrible greasy fruit. No, I mean the one that has been open for so long that the person behind the counter no longer gives a fuck because yeah, they know yeah. that they have got this like dedicated. It's like um, a pub. Yeah. If you want to take someone to a pub, don't take them to a Weatherspoons. Don't take them to like you know the dedicated gastro pub. Mm-hmm. Take them to like the rundown one that's been open for thirty years and has been run by the same guy. Yeah. yeah. That's the tradition. That's the pub experience you want. Now, I say it's the same way where like, you go to that chip shop where they don't need to advertise it. They don't need to do deals. It's like you walk in and you get your fish and chips. Yep. And there's one in Sheffield, I think, that Brenda's. I think it's only open three days a week. Oh, she fucking knows. So I, I open three days and I'll be jam packed for those three days. Yeah, like I um, went to go visit my dad a couple of dates ago and um, just like went past the chip shop and they were like, oh, is it still close today? Like, they read the sign on the door and it was just, we've gone out for holiday, we'll be back soon. Yeah. And it's just like, so you know what, what? I mean by it, yeah. we know what we're doing, we know that when we come back, we'll still have all our local customers. Just like, bam. So think, that's why I say, like, what we mean by greasy. It's like, um, if you're going to get someone a kebab. Oh, yeah. Don't yeah. go, you go to the one that has like 5,000 reviews that are all four stars. Yeah, you just know... Exactly what you get. Five star, yeah. And then it's just like, you know what? 
every meal is just consistently pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I you agree. know what? Maybe maybe people think that's not like, you know the best thing you're gonna put. That is the authentic experience because I wouldn't want to ever take anyone for like sit down fish and chips. I hate the idea of going to a, like, a fish and chip restaurant. Oh no no not at all. And having a knife and fucking fork for this thing you're supposed to eat with your fingers. I mean, I, normally my fish and chip experience is like, you know, go down the shop, pick it up, bring it get, home, get on a the bag. Table. Yeah, bring it home, put it on the table. Everyone just digs in on fish and chips. That's the thing. It's, it's like um, I'm trying to think now. It's like a, it's a sensory experience, isn't it? Like you, it's the whole thing of you get it and then you're carrying it home and you feel the warm in the bag. Oh yeah, like when you carry it on your knee when you're in the kid and you got it on your knee in the car. Yeah, and you yeah. Feel it warming up your knee, and you know you get in. And that's the thing is, I remember as a kid, like I've got two sisters, and it'd always be like, oh no, I'll carry the bag, I'll carry the bag, and just sit there and like cuddle it on the seat car. Really warm, yeah. yeah. And by the time you get home, it's cooled off just enough that like you can pour it straight onto your plate and just dig straight in. Yeah, so yeah. I think that's a problem a lot of people have as well, where they eat the chips straight away because they're, but then they're still covered in hot oil, which burns your tongue and ruins the flavour. Mm-hmm. So, but you know what? I'm probably speaking like too high and mighty about fish and chips. The idea is they're supposed to be cheap and nasty. It's supposed to be comfort food. To be fair, I don't even think food. cheap and nasty. I think cheap and good. I'm full well, in favour of like. I, I don't I think mean it's, it in a different way. Yeah, it's not this amazing like gourmet meal experience, is what you mean. No, that, and that's the thing. And making it that is not the experience you want. It's like I always stuff like um, like donuts, like going to things like that. I don't like the idea of like these gourmet donuts with like hundreds of different flavours and stuff. Oh, I am a fan I'm, of Krispy Kreme, just, though. Yeah, but I just prefer the plain ring donuts. Like a sim- simple is always better in my eyes. <laughs> but I think the best thing I've ever eaten was when I worked in a restaurant and we used to have fresh baked bread every day. Oh, yeah. And it was just fresh baked bread dipped in olive oil and balsamic vinegar with a little bit of like, you know, cheese on the side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the best thing I've ever eaten because it's just so simple and so nice. And there's like one flavour... And that flavour is just fucking awesome. It's just carbohydrates <laughs> just all up in my grill. Yeah. That's the thing, is like... I've been... I, um, I, I, you know, I've mentioned previously on the podcast, like, I work at Nando's. But what you may not realise is, like, every single morning we cook off, like, fresh, uh, like, Portuguese rolls. And, man, the smell when you come in in the morning, you go into that kitchen, and they've only cooked bread and haven't started cooking the chicken yet. It's just like, oh, yeah. That's the thing, because I've worked in like a fancy restaurant, or several fancy restaurants. Yeah, yeah. And I've obviously eaten everything on the menu at least once on most of the place. And my taste palette is very simple. I like very simple, bold flavours. Carl's Carl's. Like yeah, the best things I had were just like, that's why I always say like a cheeseburger or something like that is the best thing. So like, it makes something simple made very well. Mm-hmm. I would always rather have like a really nice burger as opposed to just like some crazy ass combination of flavours and things. Well, I think that's one thing um, I like to watch a lot of kind of, um, you know, Gordon Ramsay's Kitchen Nightmare-esque shows. Oh, Gordon Ramsay, yeah. And Gordon like, Ramsay, he espouses the same thing. Well, yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to say. Simplicity is always best. Make one thing well. Or MasterChef and things like that is focus on like a few signature simple items and just make them well. Don't throw a thousand flavors onto things. Just like a couple of flavors, make them simple and make them really well. And you'll have a good meal. Yeah. And I think that and, is like for any meal. Like it doesn't matter what kind of restaurant. Like he'll go in and critique. It's always the same. 
But yeah. What's the um, people always think it's like when you've got like a thousand spices on your cupboard? Oh yeah. You know, uh, like you know, just to dunk on him because he can't defend himself. Like Brad is uh, quite prone to that because mm-hmm. when I used to live with him. When he cooks, he throws every fucking spice in the cupboard on top of his food. Yeah, yeah. Like every every sauce combination imaginable. Mm-hmm. And when I cook, it's just like a bit of sweet chili sauce, a bit of sriracha, a bit of Keanu pepper. It's like one thing to like, you know, to spice it all that a little bit. Yeah, that's the thing like is... Like if you're going to put soy sauce on it, don't put spicy sauce like Just one or the other. That, yeah, exactly. Like Maybe have a bit on the side or something, but just... You, you can have a cupboard. Like I have a cupboard full of that. 50 oh, yeah, different I've been spices. Building up my spice but yeah, use one or two. And then you're good. I was like really happy when I managed like, I just did a spice shot one day. I thought, oh, you know what? I'm just going to go spend 20 quid and get seasonings. Yep. Because I want to start making my own chicken as opposed to like, you know, buying pre-cooked stuff. Yeah, and yeah. I just went course. and bought like one of every single spice that I could, and, like some really nice salt, some really nice pepper. And I just remember when I got in, what I was like made some uh, some chips. Mm. So like uh, fries for Americans, but like, just really nice and chunky, just like tossed in some really nice oil. Yeah, and yeah. Just puts like really, like, you know, some sea salt on top, mm-hmm. like that, and then just dip them in just some tomato sauce. I'm like, this is the best thing. I, I have cooked, so this is so good. It's like when I made burgers one time. Yeah, yeah. And I, but, and I, you know, I know what? I'm going to make a cow burger. <laughs> so I made, I got the mince. I got the mince. I rolled it. I chopped up some fine onion. And then I, what I did is my thing is I got some really, really expensive mature cheddar like the mature cheddar that comes in like the black case oh yeah yeah do you know the one that's just like the black packaging because it's so fucking and it says on the front like super ultra mega strong like this, this <laughs> cheese is like hard enough to like whack a doornail in it's gonna blow your mind that thing and I got that and I put a slice of that in the middle of the patty and I folded it up oh yeah yeah so as you cook the burger obviously the cheese in the middle melted mm-hmm. and then I put it onto like the patty uh, uh, sorry onto the bun which I'd like lightly toast on each side with just like a really thin slice, a uh, thin layer of mustard on it, and oh, then a yeah. really thin layer of like mayonnaise on the other side. So you got that sweetness and that crunch. Mm-hmm. Put it down, squashed it down, then cut it in half, and it all oh, it's <laughs> so good. And the best thing I've ever eaten. Well, I'd to say Carl's if I was ever going to be like, no, I was going to say if I ever did like took someone on a date and they asked me to like make him a meal, I'd make him a burger. You know what? He's never made me a burger, ladies and gents. Yeah, no, I haven't. Oh, I no, don't cook. Haven't. Um, like ex- fancy stuff. I'm not, I don't say fancy, but stuff that takes a while to prepare. Yeah, yeah. I guess I, I have like I need to go. I need to eat so much. I'm going to the gym. Mm-hmm. Generally, it's not worth the time it takes to make all that stuff because then I need to eat again in two hours. <laughs> so generally, it's just like I'll cook off like a piece of like today. I had uh, probably the fanciest thing I've had in a while. Actually, it was um, some wild rice with yeah. um, just some. And just some herbs and spices um, tossed through it. And then I put that with some uh, grilled courgette that I then quickly put into the pan with my salmon. So yeah. I had some seared salmon with the courgette and I put that in with through the rice and just very quickly just put that through with a bit of um, uh, sesame seed oil. It's oh, nice. like, you know, a bit of that Asian flavour. Yeah. yeah. That. that looked really nice. Just, I mean, um, that's the thing is like... With um, grilled courgettes. People might not realise, like, oh, you know, you eat three times a day, blah, 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 but... Technically, if you go in the gym, you should be trying to have like four or five smaller meals. Oh, it's so hard. And it's, it's like, so hard. Like, it's, it's the worst, but I just felt so posh when I made that and I put it on my plate. 
And I just wolfed it down in five minutes and had a protein <laughs> shake and all for fuck's sake. Yeah. So I spent all this time making it, but I need to eat it so quickly. Washed it down with some plain yeah. protein powder and water. Oh, man, mate, mate, don't you be hating on my plain protein powder and water. <laughs> that. You know what that says to me? That's a man who's on the go. You know what? Like my I, girlfriend I tried doing I, I, that for a little bit and then was like, I'm just going to have to eat this in my cereal or something because this is so grim. Oh, man. It's like, I know it's bad. I know it's bad, but... I do. I need to get. To, I need to just exercise more and eat less. So I thought if I eat if I eat plain, it's going to put me off like drinking it. <laughs> it's going to make me appreciate like the food that I do eat. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying because I was like just eating all sorts. But now I'll, what I'll do is I'll, I'll look forward to the food that I eat. Well, last thing the is the flavor I'm going to be getting. Yeah, like oh, man, I had so many weeks because like start of June, my girlfriend's birthday, and then like. Had like a couple of weddings and another couple of birthdays and like came up to you a couple of times. So my last like month and a half of my life has just been eating and drinking so badly. Yeah, takeaways. Jesus Christ. It's just so hard to get back in like and motivate yourself and then it's just like And you work in a restaurant where you get unlimited chicken. I mean that is true. So think about how hard it is for everybody else. Yeah, yeah. Like today, I'm like right back on it. First day back into my proper work schedule after, like, a few weeks of like being, like, a bit of a part-timer. And it's like, oh, it's really easy to just go, I'm having, like, half a chicken with broccoli and spinach today. Do you know yeah, what? That's a free meal. for you. Yep. And that that is just, like, at least five times a week. So that's a lot of, like, easy motivation to get eating healthy again. Well, the thing is, I was really tempted because I was looking around, like, like look, I'm exercising every day and it's not helping. Like, yeah. What can I do? And I looked into, the, what was it, the keto diet? Oh, yeah, yeah. And I said, it gets really good results, but I judge all that kind of stuff, all that fad stuff by who are the major proponents of it and are they assholes? Oh, okay, yeah. Is it not necessarily just like in person, but just like, are they assholes about this thing? Yeah, yeah. Do they, like, do they tout it as the be all and end all as mm-hmm. opposed to just here's something you can try? And I typed in and I immediately was greeted by like three forum posts that I read through and went, oh yeah, this is a diet for assholes. I mean, this is for people. Obviously, there are probably people out there that have had good results on it. Well, that's the thing is, I think that's kind of on and off what I do. Um, Without really thinking about it, what I mainly do is as soon as I'm um, trying to diet, I go down to just like veg and protein basically, which is essentially what that is. Um, like quite a bit of fat, quite a bit of protein, quite a bit of veg. It was ideal for me because I looked at it and went, oh yeah, you can eat like as much bacon and eggs as you want. Yeah. So I realised, oh, I don't eat bacon anymore because proceeds, pro- fun fact for everybody, um, you are like processed meat and red meat, like, like, like bacon and steak and mince and all that stuff is absolutely horrendous for you to the point where it knocks five years off your life. It's It's so bad, like the... Because it's just it's just not what you're supposed to be eating. You're supposed to have it like once a week, if that. So oh I, yeah, yeah. Like I don't really want to put. Like, I could be healthy, or, but I could be like I can lose some weight now and then live five years less. That's well, it. I mean, that's the thing is, I thought you were just talking about eating it in general. I was gonna say that like, I maybe red meat one once every like week or two. Uh, again, you know, I'm coming from a bit of a skewed perspective because I said to get a lot of free chicken, but. Um, yeah, I, I see it as more of like a treat because even if I was doing like a high protein diet like I do a lot of the time, it's like turkey and chicken a lot, not like bacon and beef. The thing is though, it's because, 
who was very it was a very attractive prospect to me because obviously because you basically have no carbohydrates yeah you, all you're eating is meat you can eat like mcdonald's every day as long as you don't have the bun yeah of course and that's one of the things people do with it and i was like that's a really tempting offer mm-hmm. and then i mentioned it to my friend who i go to the gym with and oh, i'm so glad you didn't because i work with a guy who does it and he's an asshole and oh you know what i, I, I dodged a bullet <laughs> i mean to be fair it's not gonna make you an asshole no but it's, it's one of those things where like the surrounding culture around it is just so uh like just convinced that this is the only way to do it like, this is how yeah of course you should do it and that thing is like i said I'll on and off do it when I'm trying to lose a bit of weight. But that's not me walking around going, oh, I'm, you know, I'm on a keto diet, blah, blah, blah. I think it's more that mentality. I've, if someone asks me, I'm just like, oh, I'm avoiding carbs and sugar. Whereas it's the people who walk around, I think, going like, oh, keto diet is the way forward. And the it's people the way, yeah. really like pushing it on others are probably the people you see and go, oh, they're dickheads. Yeah, that's what I mean. And I don't really like that idea of, being tarred with that brush which sounds like it's a really superficial like, <laughs> uh, way to look at it. but at the same time i'm a nervous boy and i want to be liked by everybody so yeah you know what carl did, if I you want to avoid that. doing things that assholes are proponents of good luck trying to do anything in life also as well good luck trying to go to the gym <laughs> so i've noticed that it's a really weird thing because there's this like prevailing like idea i guess like online mostly but obviously just in realize like people who go to the gym are dicks or like, it's full of like yeah. roided out meatheads and stuff and i have never had i've never met friendlier people when i've been at the gym it's very like, the strange people were super, yeah the people who are super huge and buff are generally the nicest people in the gym and i've had so many like moments where i've gone up and just asked them oh excuse me can you help me like do something or can you like you know watch my form and yeah. see if it's okay or help me lift this and they're like oh yeah it's fine mate no problem. Or right, can you help me carry something? Or I want to lift this up here to do like some squats or something. That's fine. I mean, I can't necessarily say that I've had much like positive or negative reaction with people in the gym. But most of the people that I work with, you know, work in like a restaurant. So most of us are in our 20s, maybe early 30s, uh, late teens. Like I'd say the majority of us go to the gym or at least try to. And there's, you know... A prevailing thought, as you say, that everyone's just like a meathead or an asshole, and yeah. it's like well, not every single person that goes to the gym has got to be that way, or well, will be that gonna... way. What my point was though that because um, I like lurk on a few forums and stuff like that, like to get news and like gaming news and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Just it's, it's a good idea, to, like keep your finger on the pulse, of, like what are people talking about online? Oh yeah, obviously. And uh, obviously, gym threads come up a lot, mm-hmm. and there, and I think that's where the asshole comes out because obviously it allows the id just like they're like lizard part of your brain have been like to come out and my favorite example of this that i noticed recently was when i first got back to the gym i was like okay i'd like to know what i should work towards for like, you know a guy of my height my build my age okay yeah yeah sure and i was like basically like so um average lift for like, you know six foot three man in like you know mid to late 20s yeah and i go up to a forum like and because it's all self-reported because mm-hmm. there's no like real average like they can't tell you what you should be doing they can say here's what you sh- like you could lift after some exercise so and i found this thing and I, oh, I forgot the name of the website but it's, it was a list of like self-reported averages for like and it says oh, here's from like you know newbies who've just started the gym yeah all the way up to like you know, Olymp- olympic level athletes who are training <laughs> like every single day yeah and because obviously it's self-reported and everyone obviously is trying to like you know 
you know, give themselves that little, like, you know, boost. Yeah. He said, okay, so what, an average person was like 100 kilo for a bench <laughs> press for starters. Like, you know, first timers going to the yeah, gym. Yeah, like amateurs. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, the amateur you should be doing is lifting up basically like one and a half times what the average person weighs or some shit like that. <laughs> and I was like, are you fucking kidding me? It's, it's similar to... Um, Cases or um, studies and surveys of average penis size. Oh, yeah. yeah where sure. When it's self-reported, it's like seven inches or something yeah. like that. But when it's measured, it's like closer to four. <laughs> because obviously no man wants to admit that he's below average, but the, av- the idea of the average is informed by everybody else. Yeah, of course. And I think it's a similar thing to this, where I was just, I'm there just saying, like, well, I just want to know if I can lift, I think, uh, if I can lift this much, how does that compare to like what someone who does like you know regular to moderate exercise do? Mm-hmm. It's oh, apparently I'm terrible. Apparently, and that I made am me feel worse that made than me feel like really people bad. who have never been the gym before. Yeah, and I felt really bad about that until I thought, oh wait, it's self-reported and it's going to be like every dickhead is like, no, I can lift. Oh like, yeah, yeah. And that's kilos. the thing is, so you know, if you're going from average weight, say as you said, oh, uh, I look on this website. And it says the average weight for a beginner is 100 kilos. And then the next wave of people after seeing that get asked, oh, what do you lift? Their natural reaction will be, well, I lift a little bit above average. So I lift yeah. like 110 kilos. Yeah, that is, um, I like to call it the um, the car driving phenomenon. There's a name for it. I think, I think it is the Dunning-Kruger effect where people tend to overestimate Oh, right, yeah. ability to do something, um, except for if you're an expert at it. Mm-hmm. But it's um, in every single study and survey they do of drivers, Yeah. when asked to rate themselves on a scale of like terrible to like, you know expert, mm-hmm. every ma- the majority of people tend to rate themselves as above average. And then, obviously, obviously if, what is the average if, if everybody is above average? Th- that becomes the new average. Yeah. So everybody tends to see themselves being better than average mm-hmm. because you don't no one wants to admit that they're average and i think it works a similar way but obviously um when it comes like self-reported like how much can i lift well i'm i go to the gym like three times a week so i'm better than the average so and then that shifts it up and i think the ultimate example i saw of this was this amazing i forget what it was, like a bustle article or something like that where it just says the most unnecessarily ripped characters on tv <laughs> And it's basically going through a list of like, oh, what is the character? It's like, oh, this is a song from like NCIS or some shit. Oh, right. What okay. do they do? For, what do they do for a living? Oh, they are like, um, uh, they work in a laboratory. Yeah. Seven days a week, and it just shows you like, okay, and what do they look like? And it just shows like a screenshot from an episode with their shirt off, and it's like <laughs> Mr. Olympia. Yeah, yeah. And, like that. and it's and the idea is it's a, in a jokey way to point out that it's a really harmful like idea that you know like young men watching at home are like. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Body type. Like, these are supposed to be like nerdy characters who are supposed to be like you know not as good as them. Like these are not supposed to be like you know ideals you're striving. These towards. are supposed They're... to be like people who are probably below average fitness level. No, don't have time to like work out all the time and go to the gym yeah. all the time. And, and then the they're still like, well, Adonises. Yeah. yeah, these are the characters who are, like hapless in love and that everyone like makes fun of them, and they're just like shredded to our balls. And oh yeah, I thought it was really funny. And then I went, obviously, well, this was linked in a forum. So let's scroll down and see what everyone was saying. And there's just so many posts from men just saying, well, I don't see that as being all that different. I look like that. (laughs) 
but none of them are posting photos, of course. Yeah, so yeah. You post photo yourself on the internet. But funnily no, enough, no, every see... single man in that forum was like, "Oh no, he's not ripped." Yeah, he's not as ripped as like that's a really easy to attain. Yeah, All you need yeah. to do is go to the gym. Because well, yeah, that's really difficult for some people, also, and that's what I found really hilarious about it. Mm-hmm. As I like realize, oh, this is just—it's an extension of the thing that people have been doing for like decades. It's just I can't admit that I am not good at the thing. Yeah, so yeah. Of I will just—it doesn't matter how audacious the lie is. Like these are literal male models who've been hired for TV shows, and I'm going to claim that I'm in better shape. Than <laughs> well, that's the thing is, like when actors aren't working, yeah, they're. Busting their asses at auditions and stuff. They're like, their body and their appearance is what they're selling. So, of course, they're going to do their best to look absolutely amazing. One that um, got me, um, actually, from personal experience was um, in a video where whenever we talk about The Last Jedi, we always mention like Ben Swallow. Oh, yeah. Kylo yeah. Ren. We always mention like, why is Kylo Ren so wide? Mm-hmm. Because Adam Driver for that role, like, hit the fucking gym and he is ginormous. Like, his mm. chest looks like a car door. Yeah, yeah. And whenever we mention that, there will always be, like, someone in the comments or someone who sends me a tweet just saying, why do you keep saying Kylo Ren's buff? He's not that buff. <laughs> he's fucking ginormous. He's so massive. Yeah. Or I think another one was where we mentioned, we were talking about Wolverine, and we were talking about Hugh Jackman when he got, like, really ripped for the role. Like, he literally dehydrates himself. So he has, like, 1% to 2% body fat. So that his muscles are more scenes. pronounced during scenes, yeah. yeah. So he, he basically gets to a point where he is at risk of dying of dehydration to, like, show off the body that he has and to, like, you know, achieve the look that he has. Yeah, And yeah. again, like, obviously I didn't mention that thing, but obviously I say, like, oh, he's super ripped. Comments and messages saying, Wolverine doesn't look that ripped. Like, that's really, that's easily attainable. Why are you <laughs> acting like he's tried really hard? So it's like, he had, like, 1% to 2% body fat. Yeah. It's like... I don't think bananas have 1% body fat, and that's a fruit. <laughs> he literally, like, especially during the later films, like, um, like uh, maybe, like, the Wolverine and Logan and stuff like that. Yeah, they're the ones. He is just muscle. He's ridiculous. Yeah, and then, obviously, I think one of the, uh, another one that I mentioned with Wolverine specifically is that there's a picture of Hugh Jackman just uploaded him doing a deadlift. Yeah, yeah. And it's just, and it's, uh, if, you, if the bar ain't bending, you ain't lifting. And it was like, like 10 plates on either side. <laughs> he's, he's doing such like two to 300 kilos for a deadlift. And again, comments are saying, oh, that's not that heavy. It's not hard to get the bar to bend when you're doing a deadlift. And it's like, are you fucking... It's like, like come who, on. Who are you Who are you fool? Who are you trying to impress? Yeah. By saying that, I am stronger than Wolverine. And you know what? I'm sure there might be like one guy that's telling the truth, but if you're not willing to give me evidence, I'm not going to believe you. And as well, like to go back to what we're doing now, we're not streaming today's episode. So I'm, I'm out straight after this, and I felt really bad if we streamed it, and then the people who tuned in for the stream would be like, "Okay, bye now." Yeah, we didn't want to not have a Q and A or whatever. I was streaming once, and um, there's quite a few like regulars, I guess, in mm-hmm. my stream. I won't mention any names, obviously. It's, it's embarrassing for some people, but one of them is basically they've lived a life. I'll tell you now, they're like, they were a stripper and they've done like cam girling. They've been in that world for a long time. So they've obviously, they've lived. Right, yeah, yeah. They, they have lived a life. And they were talking, and I was like, they were talking about um, like uh, guys they've dated. Mm-hmm. And they were saying something like, uh, and they were talking like someone like asking for dating advice. I went, well, if you're going to ask for dating advice, ask this person here. They fucking know. They've, 
if there is anything they don't know about sex and love and dating, like, it's not worth knowing. <laughs> and they said something like, uh, it got onto like penis size. It so often does on my streams. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm about that life. Standard call life. Something, they were just saying stuff like, um, you never, chances are you are never going to like, you know, hurt a girl like with your penis unless you're doing something wrong with it. Basically, like the old adage of size doesn't matter. And then while oh, yeah. that was happening, a guy who'd been lurking the entire time came in and went, yeah, girl, I was sleeping with told me she didn't want to because my penis was too big. Oh, and God. It's like, it like, who are you trying to fool? Yeah. You've got someone here who used to work as a fucking stripper. They have seen that they have seen dicks like the size of your forearm. <laughs> who are you trying to fool by like walking literally dick out into this random person's stream? And just like, be like, yeah, yeah, that's me, look. What goes through their head? I want to know. I, I literally like, that, do not know. It really like, the, impresses me that people will make statements like that. A statement as well that like, you don't have to ever back up, but it just sounds so unbelievable. Well, that's the thing is, if in real life, not one person, if you're having that um, interaction in real life, would walk up to somebody and make that statement. It would. No, it would. It'd be that guy in a pub you immediately asked to leave you alone. Well, I mean, maybe. It'd be, it'd be that, yeah. Yeah, but it's it just... It's so funny to me that just you have that happen. So I am sat here and there's like, I think it was like um, a couple of girls in the chat on a discussion about it. Yeah, yeah. And I said, you know what? I'm not going to interrupt this because like, you know what? No, there's no way you're ever going to come out, like, come out away looking good in this conversation. <laughs> just this one guy just swaggers in, yeah, my dick's big. Yeah. It's like, who are you trying, what are you trying to do? <laughs> who are you trying to impress here? Themselves? I don't know. I don't know. It's the thing, it's, um, it's uh, I, I don't know, I, but I want to, like, you know, embark on a study, like a three-year mission to just study them in the wild, in their habitat. <laughs> I, you know, I, I'll go onto forums wearing, like, the Explorer hat, like the do- like the Dr. Livingstone one. Oh, yeah, yeah. And just explore, I am just, like, can, it's probably one of my, like, biggest flaws in my personality is that I adore just reading that sort of thing, just so I can, because I like to imagine the kind of person who's writing it. <laughs> like I said, I'm a member of a lot of forums. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the worse the forum is, the more I enjoy reading it because you can see the wires being pulled and you can see the cogs turning in people's head when they yeah, talk about yeah. stuff like this. Like when that, that gym thing came up and you can just see the competitions, like who can be the first to say, oh, these guys are that ripped. I, I can lift more than that. Or I, I am walking around just like 10 foot tall with... Um, I had like a fourteen inch penis. Yeah, yeah. And I just think in in my head, I was just going, if they really did look like that, and they feel the need to come here and brag about it, I feel so bad for that person. I mean, if they are actually they, like that, go to a bar and impress a woman in real life. Or that's the thing. That's, life, what, that's what I like to think because it, in a way, it gives me hope for me as like you know a, a nerdy, slightly awkward like person with a, a job that's not that interesting and it's difficult to explain. <laughs> like there are apparently these like giant, huge buff men with humongous, world-destroying penises who spend also spend all their time online. Yeah, luckily, they don't leave the house, so you'll be okay. It's, um, a good one that I like for this is in uh, forums or basically anywhere where height is discussed. Oh, yeah. You will always have guys coming in and saying like, oh, yeah. I get this a lot. And then they've always got to drop, I'm six foot seven or something like that. 
And then the next They've person comments, well, I'm six foot eight and I get this. Yeah. And my favourite response to that, I think I was like on Imja or something like that, it's like a picture of just some guy stood in a doorway just saying like, oh, this is what happens when you're six foot seven in Japan or something. Mm. And the top comment was, yeah, I know how you feel, but I'm eight foot tall and weigh 500 pounds. <laughs> it's like, do you know the piss take one? What? Oh, it's, God, it's, like yeah. that, it's like, that is so fucking perfect. Yeah, like, yeah. That is, that is exactly what people do. It's just a constant display of like sometimes literal dick measuring. <laughs> and it's, I know I shouldn't enjoy like, you know, getting it, but it's just, it's always hilarious to watch it unfold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it is, it is it's literal dick measuring in some senses. And it, it's one of those things where it could so easily, the argument could be solved by just sending a picture of yourself, like send a selfie, send a picture of yourself in the room, but no one ever does. No, no, no. Because no one wants to do that. But we all know that Carl just spends his free time going around finding about people's dick sizes. It's not even that. It's just I like to see like, that element of um, like the human psyche oh yeah I've got, a, bizarre, I've got a really man. weird personality where like um i enjoy reading like um like daily mail articles but mm. specifically the comments on daily mail articles because i just look how do these people function well i mean or like do you, or fa- or do you like facebook comments yeah on uh, was it now people try to sell stuff like selling groups oh okay where people are like, oh, I've got a free trampoline for sale. Oh, I've got, not for sale, but I've got a free trampoline, come pick it up. And you'll have people saying, oh, if you give me 20 quid, I'll take it off your hands. It's like, how the fuck do you function? <laughs> how, what it, what happened to result in this worldview? And for you to like, you know, I want to know everything about your life and how it led up to this moment <laughs> of you thinking that someone would pay you to take their thing off them that they're giving away for free. Yep. You get, you know, from that point, it's that way of... Oh, the level just, of like... Yeah, I mean, in a in a scenario like that, the level of entitlement is just crazy, and you get people like that all the time. It's not even. It's, and I love all aspects of that, and what I oh yeah, I guess like the the enjoyment I derive from it is just imagining what that person is like, just like how they what made them think that was an appropriate thing to say. Yeah, and I think it helps me become more empathetic, which is uh, the excuse I use for like why it's not. I mean, yeah, sure, time. it probably does. Probably gives you a long list of things to never say to anybody. And yeah, I think as well it helps me gain perspective um, mm-hmm. because I obviously I've got uh, a lot of female friends like who work in online world. So one of the things I always like to ask them is, like, what's the tell me the stories? Like, what are the creepy stories you've had? Yeah, I yeah. Think, um, a friend of mine who does, I think she describes herself literally as professional internet naked person. Oh, okay. I think she's gonna she's gonna pop on for a podcast one day when she's finished moving. Yeah, yeah. So we can talk about that. And one of the things I always talk about, tell me the stories. Cause I want to know what I want to know, like what do the creepy guys do? Mm-hmm. And it just helps me in my head go, okay, so that's the thing. Don't do that. Yeah, and I mean that's the thing learn. is talking to um like I have a lot of female friends that aren't anything to do with like internet related businesses or whatever. But um, just hearing stories of like things guys have done, and it's like, oh okay, well I've probably like done a lesser version of that. Exactly, exactly. Accidentally, yeah. I think it just it helps me become just more mindful. And the, that's the uh, thing master, is, what I'd say, it's very fine line between like doing something that you think is like endearing and doing something that someone else will find extremely creepy. 
which is why I always ask because I'm, I'm super well, yeah. paranoid about that. That's the thing is, I think um, like me and you are the type of people to go and then ask girls and have conversations of what creepy things have happened to you and what are the like grey areas and how do you figure that stuff out because like we give a shit. But some people, unfortunately, don't give as much of a shit. And I all it takes don't think talk to people. Well, yeah, that's the thing is, all it is is having conversations, and you will innately educate each other by having those conversations. Yeah, it's something my dad. Um, there's probably a term what he likes to call it. It's the what's it now? It's oh god, he had a name for it now. It's the uh, the social educate. He has a specific name, social something. It says like the number one thing you learn in school, or the social curriculum. He calls it. All oh, right, okay. The number one thing you learn in school is. It's how to interact with people and how it's acceptable to talk to people and what's like a way to talk to someone with like, you know, respect and like, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, sure. And I like, I really like his way of thinking. He has a very simple, I'd say idealistic, but quite, you know, heartwarming and endearing view of the world Mm -hmm. where he just says, just talk to people is the best way to learn how to, you know, not be a dick. And how to just, yeah, interact with people on a, regular basis so i always try when i speak to people from different experience to myself mm-hmm. just ask them so what tell me the worst things i speak like when it comes to internet stuff it's like what's like your worst experience like what what happens to you like what can i avoid doing and what can i be mindful of and what stories can you tell me so i can share those stories with other people <laughs> yeah, yeah. and hopefully they'll have the same reaction as me going, oh shit it really is bad for some people out there. Oh, man it's, it's just, like the like i follow a lot of um like both male and female, like you know, influencers you might call them and stuff. Oh no, uh, no, no, like you know, people on YouTube, cosplayers, whatever, um, and just the amount of stories you see of them sharing, like as you do, you know, just the messages that you get, and you always think that's the worst one I'm gonna ever see. Yeah, and, and then there's, there's always ten a worse one. worse things down the line. Yeah, and as well, you got to remember that's the snapshot they show you. That's the one they're exactly. willing to show you. There's probably that's a worse the one, one that they don't. Yeah, that's the the one that they deem appropriate to put on something like Twitter to give an example of things that happen. I go, oh god, it can't get worse, and then you think, oh god, it can. Because what about the ones? Yeah, they don't want to put on Twitter. Yeah, and as well, even if it's there's not ones that are worse, just remember there's probably like for every one you see, there's like ten times as many that you don't. Oh yeah, way more. And than again. 10. I am like morbidly fascinated with that aspect of um, my internet culture. Just again, for the the sheer curiosity of like, what does a person who sends this message like? I think um, I think so. Reggie Yates did it once, where it's like he did look. It's a doc series documentary about you know extreme viewpoints online. Yeah, yeah. Where he just goes and talks to like you know like really like like horribly, just monstrously racist and bigoted people. Oh, okay. Like, for people who listen, like Reggie Yates, the black dude. Mm-hmm. So and he, and he just talks to them, and it's just so strange to see them just lay out what they think when just speaking to this like, per, like really personable, nice black dude, and he's just sat there going, "Oh yeah, okay, and what else?" Or something like Louis Theroux is another one. Yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. Like, he's a famous British um, documentarian, and he's the guy who basically got. He's one of the first people to be invited to go document the Westboro Baptist Church. Oh right, okay. And he just has this. Re- he has this like really. Um, just peculiar, very British way of talking and interviewing, where he just asks awkward probing questions and lets the person talk. Yeah, and he's a very like calm, 
like straight man um that's like just plays i say the the like the straight facing card to just give someone to bounce off and they just let him let them go and they just and it's, the amount of things that they it, like yeah. reveal to him it's crazy and it's just and again it's just that view into this mindset of like, how did you end up like this and usually the answer is who the fuck knows and it's uh, it's a uh, but no, we should probably move on to like, you know, something more interesting. Let's talk about... Because we're doing a podcast right now, aren't we, Luke? This is a podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah. We say it's a podcast. Would you say what we've done so far is difficult? Uh, the most strenuous thing I've done all year. Yeah, it is. Like, you know, the most <laughs> difficult moment for me is when I had to like, you know, take the cap off my drink without making a noise. Oh, yeah. So let's talk about a tweet myself and you saw. I'll track it down while, we, like, um, while we're riffing. I'm pretty sure me. I can... Uh, if you go on to like, our conversation, you've probably linked it recently yeah but i'm gone we we had a a right old giggle at this didn't we because according to one person out there on the interwebs like podcasting is the uh the hardest thing in the entire fucking world <laughs> oh my god i need to find this need to find this need to find this da, da, da. oh my god i'm so bad at this i mean go on to our conversation you'll you see their name on twitter oh, i can't be asked i don't want the thing is i don't want to search for their name then it'll keep popping up. Eh. Eh. Oh, it's all my Yakuza 6 stuff. All the stuff I was doing about Yakuza 6, hell yeah. I've sent you their name on Twitter. Oh, God, yeah, I see it. Eh. Shit, I'm, I'm not typing that fuck shit in. Eh. <laughs> Here we go, I've got it, I've got it, I've got it, I've got it. Right, right, right. Oh, okay. So, this is, uh, I think it's at Jane Marie, or at C Jane Marie. It's like, I don't want to be mean about people who are naive about how, how hard podcasting is that's understandable but the idea um, in quotation like in little the little stars next to it for emphasis that it's easy or should be easy which is written in all capitals so they can't decide whether they want to emphasize via all capitals or by putting the little stars next to it which shows <laughs> that as easy as you think podcasting is apparently tweeting is even harder um, trickles up and actually affects my bottom line every day it's frustrating and bums me out. And myself and you had a right fucking giggle at this, didn't we, Lucas? We certainly we just did. Put, we just had a podcast where I I had a conversation with my dad on the phone. And then we drank and for like two hours and just shot the shit. Yeah, Turned basically. the thing off, sent it in and got paid. I mean, yeah. And Near this enough. goes handily with... Do you remember when we were talking about... Um, uh, like people overestimating, like you know how good they are, or how I like, you know, um, yeah, 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 effort of something takes. One of the responses really, really fucking like made me giggle because they said uh, the obvious thing that we talk. Like, the obvious thing is like they're not saying that what we're doing, what me and Luke's doing right now is like talking to a microphone is difficult. That's it's a very easy thing to do. Yeah, yeah. and we agree that it's it's difficult. It's like you know create content be interesting create something that people want to listen yeah, to yeah i think out. it is difficult to sit down and consistently like have an interesting conversation every single time yeah and the example or the, the thing i like to use to as an example that is um stand up in front of someone and they tell you tell me a joke and make me laugh mm-hmm. it's almost impossible to do except for like all the all but the most skilled comedians and even um, then they probably find it quite difficult and then like you know and then right and if you do a research-based podcast or story-based podcast, that, again, is quite difficult. Yeah, yeah. But 
My argument would be, if you're doing that to a level that is considered professional, you should be pretty good at it by now. And as difficult as it will be for a lay person or a person with no experience, you should be a pretty good dab. You should be a dab hand at that by now. Yeah, yeah. And it should not be difficult for you at this point in the game to do some research because like when I was obviously first started out writing, mm-hmm. I sucked ass. It took me two weeks to like research and write an article. Yeah. yeah when I was at my peak before obviously fact being kicked off, I was literally writing 30 articles a week. Well researched <laughs> thousand word articles yeah. for, on varying subjects, all mm-hmm. of which I was getting paid for and all of which were going on like being made into YouTube videos and stuff. Yeah, yeah, of and course. Because, oddly enough, if you do something for 10 years straight, you tend to get good at it. I mean, you would hope so. <laughs> un- un- unless you are one at CJ Marie, at which point it's the hardest fucking thing in the world. And here is like one of the responses I'm talking about. We average 150 to 200 hours of work for every 20-minute episode. What are you doing? And I'm Why? just going to put it out there. If you take 150 hours to make 20 minutes of content and you're not rendering a fight scene from Star Wars... <laughs> You're probably not doing your job properly. Because Unless you are I like I don't... Pixar animation. Yeah. Why is it taking you this long? Unless you're doing a stop motion podcast. Yep. Like, I can't, it's that. And this is, it feeds into that thing of like, oh yeah, when I go to the gym, I can lift 300 kilos directly above my head. Yeah. And it, it seems, it's this insecurity to admit that the thing that I do, it is like, you know what? It is work and anyone who's doing it for the first time, would say this is quite difficult, I understand. But what, what, it's this fear to admit that. The thing that I do, I enjoy it. Or and, the thing I, that I do is doable I, by others. Yes. And it comes to me, it's, it falls into like the YouTube thing of like, there's always a uh, thing of like, oh no, it's a lot harder than it looks. Because yeah, in, yeah from, in, in some ways, yes. Because the hardest part of it is forming a personality. Oh, yeah, sure. everyone has one, as evidenced by the existence of Love Island. But <laughs> oh, God. building, like, the actual act of making the videos itself isn't the hard part. And once mm-hmm. you learn how to do it, it's a very simple process. And none other than the creator of podcasting as a concept <laughs> chimed in to shit talk this person by saying, I invented podcasting, you are full of shit. Basically, yeah. Uh, do you want me to just pull the exact quote? Yeah, and you because it's in your, our Facebook conversation. You can it is, say yeah, what that yeah. quote was. Yeah. Uh, so the um, the response was from scripting.com. Yeah, which uh, is uh, run run by the guy who literally invented the concept of podcasting. Yeah. So the inventor of what we're doing right now. <laughs> Mr. I created podcasting. Po- so I created poster podcasting, and you are wrong. It's easy by design. This is the same old BS pros tell people in every field. And by the way, podcasting doesn't care about your bottom line. There it is, yeah. And that is the guy who invented podcasting. The guy who invented it to be easy because you know what? He invented it himself by design, as he says, to just be an easier thing to do. It's talking into a microphone and... Any way you cut it, that is a piece of piss. Like, whether or not you can build an audience, that's the hard part. Of course, yeah. As you say, like, things like forming a personality, uh, creating, like, a format of a podcast, doing research, if you, whether you decide to improv it or do research, blah, blah, blah. That is the difficult part. Sitting down and making a podcast is not hard. Yes, and that's why everyone and their mother has a podcast. Exactly. 
I was just I found that just so amusing that it it's it almost comes across as like gatekeeping. Of oh like yeah, pre- totally is. Preemptively trying to put people off from doing this thing because that is because... somebody that sees. Oh no, my podcast is like maybe either losing an audience or the growth is slowing down because there are so many podcasts new and coming out all of the time. And that is, as they say, going into their bottom line, that is them going onto Twitter, hopefully making like a viral message of saying, stop trying to beat me. Stop trying to take my money. I want my money. And I'm saying this knowing full well that I have expressed in the past that do not be getting to YouTube. Oh, yeah. yeah. I've said it from the perspective of it is all luck. Oh, totally, yeah. There is no no way to guarantee success. If you want to do it for fun and don't expect to get any success, that's perfect. But if you want to do it as a career, it is absolutely not sustainable. Yeah, yeah. Because there is no way to guarantee success on YouTube even with boosts and stuff. Like when I started my channel, I had two channels with a million subscribers each mm-hmm. plus promoting me and I still couldn't break over 10,000 until YouTube's algorithm smiled on the videos and decided to put them on trending one day. Yeah, of course, yeah. And, and I could not have had a better like you know, groundwork laid to mm-hmm. do that. I had 700 articles to work as content. Yeah, I yeah. had a inbuilt network of people who could help me promote it and even I couldn't make any money on it for a year. Yeah, yeah, of course. And that's so the thing is, like, for me personally, like, starting up a YouTube channel, as you've advised me to not do, um, yeah. you know, that is more for me to have, like, a bit of a creative outlet. And if Which that goes somewhere, fine, it goes yes. somewhere. Like, if not... And do you know what? You know, and is it easy enough. because you enjoy it? Because it's something you're passionate about? That's the thing is, do, sitting down and creating and editing and researching videos and whatnot... Um, is like 10 hours of doing that is much easier than a 10 hour shift at work because I'm enjoying it. it. Exactly. And that's the, and it's just, to me, it just, it reads like pulling the ladder up behind you. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, no, don't, you don't want to be, don't, don't like, you don't want to come into this club as they walk in and get handed free champagne. <laughs> and, they're, and they're going through the windows going, don't come in. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you may um, call in you from inside the club sounding like they're having an amazing time doing Oh, yeah. don't worry, mate. Just go home. It's fine. Yeah, it's it's preemptively trying to put people off, or yeah. or an insecurity about people saying it's too easy. And because I guess I've had it before. I, um, I, I've had people joke about me. All you do is talk. All you do is like stand in front of a green screen and make videos. Yeah, yeah, of course. And that did get to me at first, and so I went, "Well, yeah." And I like my job <laughs> because it's like, and it's like, do you not like your job? No. Okay, good. Because there's we, this weird thing where. It, or a mindset where people don't think it's a real job unless you hate it. It's really funny because I if was not having suffering. A, a similar conversation about um, like YouTubes and work today, and we were saying like uh, talking about you know videos, for example, that are like, oh, I spent a thousand dollars opening up packs on FIFA Ultimate Team, something like that, yeah. and then it's oh, and all the ad revenue they get off that is yeah ten thousand dollars, say. Between like sponsorships and ad revenue and people donating to them on Patreon and all this, they are making like ten times the amount of money they put into it. And then you get all the people being dead salty going like, Well, that's not a real job, blah blah blah. I could do that. And it's like, yeah, but you're also just pissed off that you didn't do it. 
Yeah, it's modern art again. So like mm. modern art is just I could do that. Well, yeah, you didn't. You didn't though. Someone else beat you to the punch, and now you're pissed exactly. off. Exactly. And the thing is, you're more than welcome to try. It's just obviously they did it first, and they're obviously got the established ground. But I would never tell someone not to give it a go. All I'd say is don't go in expecting success. Exactly. Yeah. I would never want to discourage someone from creating something. All I would say is, I'd say, don't get your hopes up because it's it's so it's not a meritocracy. There is no, hard work is no guarantee of success in this industry, but you can. There's always that. Chance. I mean, that thing is, um, so for a little while, my girlfriend worked in like um, like social media, um, yes. like in terms of like uh, doing marketing and stuff like that for a company. And the one thing that she took away from it. Uh, was going, I'm not finding this enjoyable because there is no measurable way to ever know what's going to happen. Yeah. So I can do the same thing 10 times for 10 very similar posts and every single one will be just stupidly widely different in terms of reach and how well it does. Oh, yeah. Same with like um, YouTube and stuff like that. Even today... On our on my way to record this podcast, you sent me a message saying, "Oh, suddenly our view shot up, and we don't know why." Yeah, yeah. it's it's unreliable, and that is probably the that is the uh, the number one issue I have with it, and it's why I have no um, uh, reservations about not reservations, but I have no like um, uh, oh god, I'm I'm getting stuck for words today, but I have uh, no. Uh, but I'm just I, I don't plan to do this forever and I'm very oh, right, okay, yeah, yeah. that. I was I was letting you try to get that book, yeah. Yeah, it'll fade away. Which is a really it's an oddly depressing but yet weirdly freeing thing to think about that I know in three years my channel will either be irrelevant or dead or I'll be sick of it or I'll burn out or I'll run out of ideas or people will just move on and find another interest. And it's weirdly freeing to think about it in that way, because that means that I mean okay, you're being very positive about it. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Well, it's the thing is, though, when it's, I guess, it's probably a, a really crass and morbid comparison. But you know when people like find out they're going to die? Oh, yeah, yeah. And you expect them to be really depressed and all that stuff, but they mm. don't. Because they see, what they do instead is they just live every day, and every day, it's like, what, every day is a gift. Well, that thing is, like, and, um, and I think it's... I think you're, the way that you're coming across with it is, like, so you know that you have, you know, a fleeting amount of time, whether it be three years, five years, ten years, whatever, you know that in 40 years' time you're not going to be working off a fact-feeding channel. No, absolutely not. But I won't be doing it in five years. Well, you might you might, you might, might not be, you never know. But what I'm saying is it's, we, like, you are sitting there going, I know that it's not a super long-term sustainable job, but that means that you can just enjoy it while you have it. Yeah. Do you know what it is? It's a relationship with a really hot girl who doesn't want to commit. That's <laughs> what that's what YouTube is. It's like it's a really, really hot girl, but you know that she's bad for you because you know she's not the kind of girl you can take home to your parents. Like YouTube's not the kind of job I can tell my mum and dad that I do full time. I mean, to be fair, you do it. You do, yeah. And obviously you take that girl home and they support your decision. But when she goes, they say, well, I'm glad that you're not with her anymore, Carl. <laughs> so when YouTube ends and I get like a proper job in an office somewhere, they'll say, as much as I like you when you do that YouTube stuff, son, I'm glad that you've settled down with a nice, stable job. Yeah. No, I know what you, you mean. Know, but you know what? Like, you get to 
research fun things and enjoy what you're doing for the time being so rather yeah. than focus on the downside that you might not have it yeah so why not just enjoy it while you do keep to keep the analogy going it's like uh, what 500 days of summer or whatever it is where the guy's oh, yeah, like, yeah. obsessed with a girl and he gets really pissed off when he like when she wants to break up with him mm-hmm. and he fa- and he finds himself unable to accept the fact that well they had two good years together but no it's all ruined because obviously one bad day so yeah. i see it as that of like Every day what I get to wake up and go, I don't have to go work in an office and all the people who hate me do, that's a good day for me. I mean, to be fair, you go and work in an office, but you go work in Big Wangers HQ. I go work in my office. <laughs> so yeah, it's um, it's weirdly um, just just freeing to be able to say, I'm not going to be able to do this. I'm not going to do this forever. So I might as well just fucking enjoy it. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, why not? Probably one of my favorite tweets of all time is just this. Uh, it's just from this girl who's like, "I hate when people ask me what I want to do in my life, like what I want to do in my life," and I just have to respond like, "You honestly love? I'm just here for a laugh. <laughs> just here for a bit of a laugh." It's like, yeah, that's a good way of looking at it. Yeah, yeah. You don't need long term plans as long as you enjoy today. Exactly. You know I mean, like, like dead tomorrow. Yeah, that's the thing is, we can all have these like fifteen, twenty year plans. That we all want to really stick to and have our goals and stuff, but yeah, y- you never know what's coming around the corner. You can't. Well, I am now really liking the idea of like YouTube being this really hot but crazy girl <laughs> I mean, who's, su- who's super bad, who's super bad for you, <laughs> and that all your friends tell you like she's hot, and I'll, I, you know what, I'm jealous, but they don't want to get with her. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? I can't believe you get to like, you know, take her home at night and bang her or whatever. But then you go, oh, mate, she's fucking, like, she's horrendous, mate. She keeps me up all night. She's really stressful. <laughs> uh, it's cost me lo- loads of money and all that. And like, they see, like, Never know what I'm getting from one day to the next. Yeah, sometimes sometimes she's hot, sometimes she's cold. Sometimes <laughs> she won't speak to me for weeks. Like, sometimes, sometimes she like, puts you know, me on the trending page. Sometimes she ignores me. Yeah. Sometimes, obviously, she just don't, uh, sometimes she takes all my money. <laughs> other day, she's paying for everything. Oh yeah, Man, this is a, this is a really good analogy. <laughs> just YouTube is that hot girl or guy who, like, you know, I'm. I, this is not a permanent relationship. And the and do you know what? In that same vein, when people go into a relationship with that kind of person, like you know, the person who's self destructive, yeah, yeah, isn't good for them. Thinking it's going to be permanent. Oh that's yeah, yeah. They get hurt. Yeah, exactly. And that's they sink their life savings or whatever into chasing or trying to. And as well, I guess it's quite a fitting analogy, obviously when the breakup happens inevitably because it has to you can't this is not a sustainable thing mm-hmm. when the breakup happens you become like that guy you become like Joseph Gordon-Levitt in 500 Days of Summer you become <laughs> despondent and angry and you yeah. try and recapture that feeling and you never do no, in the no. same way you have YouTubers who had their time in the sun mm-hmm. and their channels obviously they faded away and now they're desperately trying to like you know reachieve that fame yeah yeah of course and they're still trying to make the same content and do the same thing and it's not working and they can't understand why and I don't ever want to reach that point where I'm still doing fact feeding to an audience that's just like dramatically shrunk. I mean, fair enough. F- fade away. Just yeah, fade yeah. away gracefully. And have people have good positive memories of you. Like, you know what? I remember that shit. And they go back like a couple of years later like I do sometimes and just look at old videos. Yeah, yeah. Because I've had it before where I've gone back and looked at YouTubers that I used to enjoy or viral videos I liked. Mm-hmm. And you click on their profile it's the only video they ever uploaded or whatever. Yeah. But yeah. then if you click the profile you see they're still making videos that get like 20,000 views instead of like 400,000. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh no. You've got nothing else in your life. This is it. This is all you've got. And it's chasing is... that high, isn't it? It is, yeah. It's like this is all you have. 
and I feel so bad. It's like they might still be making money from it, but they're not after, at that point. It's not about the money. It's about it's, a, it's chasing that high. Yeah, it's yeah. The, the refusal to admit I had my time and it's done. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, you know what? I don't want to do that. So and you know I'm what? That's prob- probably why like Lindsay Lohan sued Rockstar when GTA Five came out. Oh, that was so good. You know, shit like that, where you just see, oh, this celebrity I haven't heard of in 10 years is, like, suing this massive game. Or, like, um, Carlton from, um, what's it called? Fresh Prince. When he, like, sued Fortnite for using the Carlton dance that he never copyrighted. And then tried to copyright it and claim it back. Well, to be fair, I agree with that, because obviously, like, they were just, they're nicking his shit, but... There is a very deliberate reason why it's impossible to copyright, or almost impossible to copyright, um, dance routines, mm-hmm. and that's because obviously, if one per- all you need is one thing to do, like a performance of Swan Lake. Oh yeah, yeah. And say, okay, we copyright this now. Yeah, and, um... and then and then basically, what you're doing is you're holding you're holding art hostage from the world. So exactly. There's a good reason behind it, but at the same time, this is a massive. They should at the very least call it the Calton Dance. Yeah. Um, and like- yeah, I agree that he should get some royalties out of it, but at the same time, I'm pretty sure that lawsuit ended with it just ending up that the TV companies owned his dance anyway. Yeah, but it's, yeah, I can see what you mean about the idea of like a, a desperate attempt to like cling to any sort of success. I think mm-hmm. again, I forget the name of the actress, which is quite fitting, really. But was this? I think she was in like Bridesmaids or something. So like mm. she's like this actress. She's in a couple of things, and all she ever does on Twitter is just message other celebrities just asking if they want to hang out. I need, I need to find oh, it. God. These oh, God. Ama- <laughs> they're amazing. I'm just going to type in desperate actress. I better be careful with this search result. Tweets at <laughs> celebrities. Let's see if we can find it. Uh, Come on. Let's see if it comes up. I don't think it's going to happen. Oh, I no, no. And I don't think I'm going to be able to find it. It's just like guides on how to get celebrities to respond to you on Twitter. Uh, celebrities to notice them. Let's have a look. Oh, wait a minute. I think... Oh, no. That's not it. Uh, no, nah, I don't think I want to get this one. No, we're not going on adventures to take people. No internet really... adventure with Carl. The, the thing is, though, is because um, it's just this... I remember seeing this image, and it's just she sends the same tweet to everybody, saying, "Oh, hey, it's me from Insert Shitty TV Show." From oh, like right, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, I saw you at a party last night. Um, good laugh or whatever like that, and no one ever responds. Oh, <laughs> it's no. Like, oh no! And they're like on this website where you go in and you can ask them. I think it's this celebrity thing where celebrity, I say, like big air quotes, where you go on it and just mm. record personalized messages for people. Oh, right, pay okay, like yeah, five yeah. to ten dollars, and she charges like ten dollars or something like that. And it's oh no, like how the mighty have fallen. Yeah, yeah. I just remember going, oh, that's, that's really fucking bad. But like, not, this no. is what you've done. You know what? Yeah. I saw uh, recently. It was today actually. So uh, okay, I live in Liverpool, and I was like, oh, uh, someone someone tweeted at um, Troy Baker and Nolan North, like two very prolific voice actors, like. Yes. God, I'm gonna miss you in um, Manchester Comic Con, like in like this week, I think. And I was okay. like, wait, like Troy Baker and Nolan North are at Manchester, and I miss that. I'm like a, a half an hour train or ride away, basically. And then, uh, then I went to the Comic Con page and looked up all the prices for like meet and greets, and like 
autographs and pictures. Oh, yeah, it's, it's crazy. And, man, if you want to get, like, if you wanted to go the top 10 guests they have at that Comic-Con and, like, get a picture and autograph from all of them, it costs you, like, over a £1,000. And I'm like, what kind of, like, fan gatekeeping is that? Like, that, that is horrendous. Like, I'd understand I if I... they had to charge for, like, a, a, like, a VIP pass where you, like, you know, pay £50 and you can get, like, unlimited photos and autographs from yeah. your favourite people. But, like, when every single person individually has to charge for autographs and photos, that is just... Oh, my God. Oh. Is this you suggesting that we have a fast pass for Comic-Con? What? I mean, I wish. The fast pass for Comic-Con. Wouldn't I may have found something here. I might be able to find it here because we've got a BuzzFeed article, the 17 saddest ex-celebrities on Twitter. Oh, no. <laughs> so let's, let's, hopefully, let's hopefully I can find her. It's a very specific one. I must do it. I must. I mean, Carl, you are... Oh, my God. I hope this is good if you're that far down the rabbit hole. Oh, man. BuzzFeed, man, is so fucking terrible. Oh, it is. No, it's awful. It's not on here. It's not. It's not on here. God fucking damn it! It's so annoying. This will annoy me. This will be my mission for next week. I mean, right? Mission for next week, episode twenty-one, Carl. I want you to bring this horse around and find this person by next week and do it. Oh man, it's we need to do it now that you've made it's such a big deal out of it. Needs to happen. It's, be- oh, it's because they're so so bad. Like they're so. Just depressing to read when you realise like this is a person just desperately clinging to like, <laughs> what little relevancy they have left. Yeah, on, yeah. Like, and I think there's even a celebrity who told them to fuck off. Oh god. Like, there's even there's one where someone told them like please just leave. <gasps> oh, I found it. I think I found it. Yes, I've got it. Okay, I have it here. I've, I've Luke, because I've done it. My many many hours of research. That I've done <laughs> in the background. This think, is oh, how many look. hours preparation goes into podcasting, guys. Right, just need to wait for the like the image to stop being fuzzy and load up. Come on, come on, come on. I mean, I thought you were oh, with man. like your super high speed internet at your office, girl. Come on. I do, yeah, but I'm also uploading like 24 videos at once. <laughs> right, here we go. Right, the celebrities, and I. Right, this is Nikki Blonsky, and she was in the movie Hairspray. And what was the name? You know what? what for Nikki, me to find. Um, N i k k i. B L O N Sky, so S K Y. And the reason I know she is from Hairspray is because she is tweeting at all these different celebrities saying, Hey, it's Nikki Blonsky from the movie Hairspray. I love all your work, but wow, Ghost Whisperer is amazing. Hey, I'm Nikki Blonsky from the movie Hairspray. I love your music. Awesome job. Just wanted to tell you. <laughs> hey, it's Nikki Blonsky from the movie Hairspray. It was so nice meeting you the other night. Hey, it's Nikki Blonsky from the movie Hairspray. I'm a huge fan of the show you two do. With you, um, I would love to do a lockdown with you guys and come to New York. Hey, it's Nikki Blonsky from the movie Hairspray. How are you, handsome? Miss seeing you around. Oh, God. It's just, oh, it's so oh, bad. Yeah, every single... like. There's so many of these... Just she just tweets at various celebrities, just saying, "Hey, it's me from the movie Hairspray. How are you?" And no one ever responds. And the worst like, thing oh. is that if you have to open with, "Hey, it's this person. Here is where you know me from," it's probably not going to be a conversation starter. Oh man, it's one of those things which where you just look at it and say, "It's so sad," because like you know, 
she what she has to clarify who she is and yeah, then yeah. they never respond. It's like, oh no. Oh god. It's like, oh, what are you doing, Nikki Flonsky from Hairspray? And that's what I want to avoid. I never want to get to that point where I'm like, do you know who the fuck I am? And hey, it's Carl no. Smallwood from Fat Fiend. Do you want to go? Nothing will ever ever be and this is probably this is a bad example but it's one that sticks in my head it's no it's one of those things like the word is it tops every list of best journalistic burns and it was i'll find the name of the, uh, the woman i think it's um opto mom i think it's that one let's find it now i think it is her it's this specific person she was famous giving birth to a baby now Oh, wait, no, maybe it's this one. Uh, 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 uh. Carl's trying to take us on an adventure again. Yeah, don't worry. <laughs> right, there it is. Yes, yes, yes. Right, you're right. So, Farrah Abrams, which was, oh, she right, was yeah. a reality. She was a reality TV star, and what she did is she filmed a sex tape, mm-hmm. and she had a press conference, or she got a journalist to her house where she said, "Oh, I just filmed a celebrity sex tape," and the oh, journalist right. asked her, "Who's the celebrity?" <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, oh no! Have you ever in your life oh, heard of a more brutal burn than that one? <laughs> Where she just said, and it's like, oh, and it tops out every time there's a list out there of like, oh yeah, the greatest ever burns. It's that one, yeah, because yeah. it's just the guy didn't even know it was a burn. He just genuinely inquired, like, oh, so who's the celebrity? <laughs> and she just responded. It's me. And he went, oh, okay, then I wrote it down. Like, oh, <laughs> no, that's so bad. Oh, dear. That's so brutal. That is, and the best, like, <laughs> I say, the best part is that he didn't even know. Yeah, that's the thing. He didn't even know. He was like, basically, just like, I'm going to destroy this entire woman's career in one dunk. It's like, oh, oh God. my God. But yeah, that is the one. And again, I never want to get to that point where I am so, I am struggling for relevancy to the point where I'm going to be seriously contemplating. I know I'll let someone put a penis up my bum. And I do that, and then I tell someone, and they say, well, who's the celebrity? Oh, God. So, you know what? I would rather fade away quietly <laughs> and just be a warm memory in people's mind than occasionally peer on, like, TMZ as a drunken mess climbing out, falling out of a taxi. You know what? I'll, I, I might do that at, my, at some point in my life anyway, but... Yeah, that's hopefully it's not people... because I'm trying to attain celebrity status. Oh man! But you know, on that note, <laughs> on, this, on this on this wonderful journey through this the bizarre land of celebrities and YouTubers who's like you know a drug clinging to relevancy. Because the thing is, I don't I don't mind feeling I don't mind doing it to a celebrity who's on like TV or something. But we I don't want to like say like, all these YouTubers who faded away who are right now desperately clinging to fame because we don't know their story. Oh yeah, we don't yeah, know if they just genuinely enjoy making going, but with those ones like that Nikki Blonsky, where you can just see it's like, "Hey, it's me from Hairspray. Please respond," and no one ever does. It's like, oh, oh man, that that is soul crushing. It's one of the saddest things to see. Yeah, it's like seeing your dad cry or something like that in it. Oh, it's just. You I mean, don't I think it's a it. bit more depressing than seeing your dad cry. Your dad's allowed to cry, girl. No, what I mean though is, you you just don't want to see someone who like you have like. Who has this really perfect image in your head? Like celebrities, you always seem like the yeah, best yeah, on TV yeah. out there. And your dad is obviously big, strong dude. Obviously picked you up as a kid and obviously took care of everything, made you feel safe. And you just see them, just like, oh, you don't want to see them like that, man. No, no, you don't want to see. You don't want to see them at their worst. It makes yeah, you feel exactly. bad. 
So you always want to see people mem- at the best, not the worst. Yeah. It ruins the image of them like, in your head you have. It just yeah. makes that, like, it takes the sheen away from exactly, that like, pristine yeah. image you have in your head of them. So because obviously we've ended on a really depressing note, I think that's the perfect place to end the podcast. Amelia? Because always. I, want, I want people to leave <laughs> just feeling sad now. Also, I bet there is at least a few people out there now Googling that sex tape. So enjoy that one, folks. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, people are going to. It's the internet, man. I mean, I that's, thinking, that's what Carl's recommended reading is for the week now. It's not. It's just I remember the quote. Because I was obviously I wrote a lot of articles like for like um, listing articles, and that's one I always remember topping lists of like yeah, best, yeah. Burn, be, best unintentional burns. Mm-hmm. Because I remember always at the topics like reality TV star Farrah Abrams recorded a sex tape, and the guy said, "Well, who's the celebrity?" Yeah. Anyway, is there anything you want to plug or say to the lovely audience at home, Lucas, before we head off? I mean, yeah, as always, um, just my my YouTube channel really. So it's a um, Legend of Canto on YouTube. Uh, the latest video. Uh, Again, is a uh, Smash Bros. As I mentioned earlier, so like me, Carl, and a like a friend or two played Smash Bros. Depending on the video, and just had like a few drinks, had some fun, so they're good to yeah. watch. When's the video of like me and you playing um, uh, Breath of the Wild going on? Um, so I haven't a hundred percent figured out the timeline, but I think because we recorded four Super Smash Bros. videos. Yeah, uh, I've got one going up the same day as this podcast. Um, so there'll be two more after that. I think broken up with the Super Mario Maker episode we did. Okay. And then I think we'll get to Breath of the Wild. Oh, we'll get Breath a bit of Wild. Mario and Smash Bros. out of the way, and then yeah. we can have a bit more of a long-format Let's Play with Zelda. I need to tell people who are listening to my voice right now, go watch that playthrough if you want to witness the most uniquely frustrating thing you'll ever see. <laughs> Lucas can confirm, I have a very specific way of playing video games. That is... It is infuriating to watch. I'm sure there will be people like, as we pointed out in the last way, like just shouting at Carl yeah, on so a one th- significant we'll, basis. We'll spoil the very first thing I do, and that is walk straight past two chests. So yeah, we start I the game I don't... and you get given two chests to begin and Carl yeah. just walks straight past them. Never and talk I say, back. Yeah, I say on camera, hmm, I wonder what's in them. I guess we'll never find out and walk <laughs> off. Because I know in my head that someone out there will be annoyed about it. And you know what? That will give them their enjoyment for the day. So yeah, they um, get to feel angry, righteously angry at me for the rest of the day. So congratulations <laughs> to that person. And welcome. I'd say a few more videos to go before that. So what? Maybe like Carl's plugging a video that I might have up in like a month, depending on how much I have to work. No, but, yeah, no you know, we'll see. We'll see. Also, you need to come back to my house. Oh yeah, Totally. When do you when you're back at Big Wangers HQ so we record more stuff like Falcon uh, Fridays, man. What's going on? I have no idea. Uh, it's some holidays well. now, so I'm expected yeah, to work for- quite a lot on Andrews. Okay, I would say also as well. I look forward to uh, me talking to a professional naked internet person soon. <laughs> Maybe I'll get them on the podcast soon because they want to talk about the various stories of their time online being oh, a fair naked enough, person. Yeah. And they are. I've heard a few of them. And some of them are fucking amazing. And some of them are absolutely horrifying. So that will be an interesting experience. I'll look forward to like, trying to get them on soon. Yeah, sweet. But until then, um, thank you everybody for listening. And I hope you have a nice day. Bye, guys.